Welcome to Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener. I'm Solyndran Buller, your host. Today, our guest is from Oslo, Norway. She is the host of Connection Talks, a certified yoga teacher who has struggled with depression and anxiety for many years, but found her way back home. I'd like to welcome Julia Alberg. Welcome, Julia. Thank you, Solyndran. It's nice to be here. Uh, it's, it, is, it is awesome, and it is a privilege to interview you. Julia, um, before we get started, is there anything interesting about your evening? Because I know that where you are, it's, uh, it's the evening that you'd like to share with the audience before we get started. Well, what is interesting about my evening is that I went to a craniosacral therapy. Mm. I had a session with a therapist um, just one hour before coming on the show. And it was really nice. And what I understood is that I need more of this in my life. Uh, It was very grounding. Oh, isn't that great? I have not had that experience. So... This is interesting because it's another healing modality that we'll definitely discuss. So definitely we'll have that conversation. And now I I know that we've discussed that your passion is about mental health and about uh, body-mind connection. Can you share with us the journey uh, that you've had with this particular subject? Yeah, wow. It's been a long journey um, regarding mental health. Um, Mm. I think I started, I started at a very young age because my mom wanted me to, she, she thought that there was something, um, let's say wrong with me because I don't know, I, I think it was, I I couldn't concentrate as well at school or something like that. And she she sent me to a therapist at the age of, I think, around 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been, I was, um, I was exposed to it at a, at a young age. And then I went to this other type of therapy when I was around 16, 16, 16 till 19. Okay. And then in my young adult life at around 21, 22. Uh Um, That's when I realized that there was something off. Um, I struggled a lot with anger and depression, like Uh just feeling just lack of lack of connection to myself, lack of um, connection to my feelings, everything just felt like it was, it was off. And I realized that I needed to seek some guidance and help with it because I was confused. Uh, I didn't understand what was going on with me. Um, And so then I began in this uh, mentalization-based therapy for three and a half years, where I went for three and a half years. Yes. Where, what? Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, and in that therapy, they taught us how to 
um, see ourselves from the outside and see other people from the inside more to get a deeper understanding of what is going on in other people's life or experience and then to try to see ourselves from the outside because you know we we can do things that we are not really aware or conscious of so to really train that um yeah to just train it to be able to see ourselves better uh and i think with that yeah yeah? so so just just to cut in here when you say to see yourself from the outside can you explain what you mean when you say see yourself from the outside so that by that i mean try to see myself in that way that other people might perceive me um so well what happened in that therapy i didn't really feel like i uh, received as much uh, knowledge there mm-hmm. about it but i do think that i i got a different or a wider perspective on um on what was going on with me Um, okay and then where did the body and mind connection come into play the mind and body connection came to play when i um actually after having experienced um, explored a little bit with psychedelics that's when i really it was a it wasn't it's quite hard to explain actually but i just felt like i was more connected with my feelings than i had ever been in any type of um traditional Traditional therapy okay so Um, yeah so then i think it started with that and then it moved on to um exploration of yoga and with yoga i started to um, wake more up to my body which had kind of been frozen for a long time i had been quite separated from my body i hadn't really um i didn't have much connection with it so you were disconnected from your physical body yes and then you ended up going to therapy and yes. you learned more to observe yourself like a third person. And at what point did you go and experience, what made you think of going to psychedelics? As you know, uh, many already know in the audience that ancient healing techniques um, from across the globe um, do look at plant medicine as something which is sacred. It is not your um, normal, you know, psychedelics that some people will try just to get a fix. So can you explain to the audience your journey and how you ended up and which psychedelics did you try? So I went on a journey with the sacred plant ayahuasca. Yes with a group of with several guides who guided us through the journey and 
yeah so that's one and then the other plant medicine was uh, mushrooms so psilocybin also in a guided safe place with um uh, guides and then we were several participants in a group were you hesitant at first because many people say that their experiences are out of you know some you know crazy place where you know they would never do that again um what was your experience what made you turn to psychedelics as an option with someone that was struggling with depression and anxiety i turned to it when i was in a very low and dark place and i realized that therapy wasn't working as well as as it should have I had been in therapy for several years before my um, young, adult, like before my early 20s, and I, I didn't have any good effect from it. And then I went into a new therapy program and I'd been there for a year and I was just, um, I was upset that I didn't receive the right help. I, I was still was stuck after a year. And I know that therapy takes a lot of time, but then I don't know. I just felt like it didn't work out. And then I, I turned to other alternatives, which has been really helpful for me in my journey. And, yeah. and did you do any sort of research or was it word of mouth that made you turn to plant medicine, ayahuasca, or uh, mushrooms? Um, it was more word of mouth and um, talking to other people who had, had done it um, and to just hear their experience on what that was like. And then after word of mouth, having heard it from, well, actually it was, um, yeah, an ex-partner uh, my ex part, my ex boyfriend, uh, and then I did research after that. Uh, so yeah, I did a lot of research before going on my first journey. Okay, and so now, uh, can you express in words? And I know sometimes that's very difficult because language is so limited. Can you express in words what the journey was able to create for you? Uh, you know, that was different than a therapist. Yeah. What was very different with my experience with ayahuasca was that it opened me up to see a different perspective of my life. So it's like I had been quite closed off in the same, let, let's call it tunnel vision. And I couldn't really see wider or broader than that tunnel vision. So what ayahuasca did for me is that it opened up so that I could see a broader and wider perspective of my life. Mm -hmm. And it also made me go back in time mm -hmm. and see different situations from a different point of view, mm -hmm. which I wasn't able to when I, like I think a person who is depressed, who is kind of stuck, isn't really able to see other perspectives or to see, yeah. 
Now, how long has it been since you've had that experience? A number of years? It's been three and a half years. And do you feel that the effects of it are present today? Like, did it alter your life for good? Or is it something that you have to go back to? It, I think that it has altered the way I see my life and myself. But then it also shifts. It's not like it's constant, the same um, state that I was in during the ceremony. Yes. It comes back to me at times. And, but, but, but the important thing and the beautiful thing is that I'm able to tap into that state. That so you grew in, in some capacity. Yes. A permanent growth. Yes. Okay. And I'm still growing that capacity to be able to be more in that state. To the, and by that state, I mean to see life in a broader perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you feel God. that your, your uh, ceremony has been able to gift you with some new found abilities or new artistic outlets? Well, could you repeat that question again? Sure. Your ceremony that you've had, has that enabled you to express yourself more in an artistic way, it has, has it shifted something in that regard? In other words, you started a beautiful podcast called Connection Talks. Do you feel that that had something to do with your ceremony? I think so. I think that the ceremony helped me become more um, brave. Brave, it, okay. yeah. Brave, okay. Yeah. So, or I think I I have that um, characteristic, but I mean, it has. I felt like that medicine opened me up to more, to be more curious, to be more open, because I felt like it opened me up. So, and then from that on, I feel like I've kind of been guided, actually into taking different decisions in my life, which has led me up to this. Isn't that well, lovely? And, and there are many people sitting in the audience today listening to this and questioning if this is, you know, an answer to their depression, their anxiety, their frustrations, whatever it may be that they're going through. Um, would, you, would you recommend you know, people seek some of these ancient technologies and go for healing ceremonies with the plant? Well, yes and no, because I'm not a professional, so I don't want to give out any information or recommendations that I'm not uh, an expert on right. to do so. Uh, what I can say, though, is that I think it's something that one needs to feel into. And I think it's important to ask a little bit around, uh, perhaps also talk to 
uh, yeah, just ask people who have traveled and then so gather information. That's always good to do. Yeah, and then the other thing, mm-hmm. information. And what I've realized now at this point in my life where I'm now, I see that I, I am in need of a lot of grounding. So I think that's important to do before going on a journey like this. And like the, the, um, uh, the association that I went with, that I traveled with, they had like this questionnaire and they did say like, okay, if you struggle with this and that, like talk to you or um, physician or therapist and so on. And I, and I didn't, like, I, I was very good at talking myself, like, I, like I really wanted to do it. And I was like, yeah, I can do it. I was so convinced. And it, it turned out pretty well for me, but then now looking back at it, I wish I had done a lot of grounding work before going on a journey like this. So that's and again, you're speaking for, from your own personal experience. Yes. And that, that's a key for our audience to be reminded that this is Julia's experience. You know, um, share a moment, Julia, in your life that has changed the trajectory of your path. Well, that and I know a, that one was, one was, of course, you know, going on a plant ceremony. But was there any other that really comes to mind? Yes, that was a conscious relating um, retreat that I went to. Okay. I think that was two years after. Yes. One or two years after um, my ceremony with Ayahuasca. And what I learned there was the ability to express my emotions, which I had never learned before. So that has been a really big and important part of my journey to be able to express my needs, my desires, to express my limits, meaning boundaries, set healthy boundaries for myself. So that has been a very important part of it of my healing journey and those two like the ayahuasca journey and the conscious relating they have like i feel like conscious relating has really integrated a lot of my experiences and it has helped me so much in yeah in my self-confidence and okay Well, that's, that's wonderful news. You know, anybody out there listening, if you have uh, depression, anxiety, uh, stressed out, and really, really are not having the ability to express yourself, it is very, very important. And then uh, have, a, have some form of a routine where uh, you can go ground yourself before even considering something like a plant ceremony. And this, of course, is uh, from Julia, who has experienced that. Um, Share with us a daily habit that you can't live without, Julia. Oh, a daily habit for me nowadays is 10 minutes of meditation in the morning. And And what form of meditation is that? Because there's so many different... It's a guided meditation. Okay. And it's based in mindfulness. So it's about noticing uh, thoughts that pop up in your mind and to 
be accepting of yourself uh, if thoughts arise and to notice whatever you're uh, whatever else you're experiencing so it can be a, a sensation it can be yeah thoughts can be anything and then you just say i noticed that i noticed this i noticed that and okay. then so the question the, the question is very very important and if you were to give your inner child advice what would that be today where you are after your journey oh wow an advice for my inner child yes so that meaning meaning when julia was 10 or 12 or okay. seven or eight what could you possibly now that you've done what you've done and gained what you've gained what would that be you know actually that's a little difficult because when i was 10 or 12 yes i was still living at home i didn't have any um there wasn't any meditation apps or anything like that. Um, so there's nothing really I could give her, but I could, um, I don't know, teach her how to breathe. But I would say... You would say to connect to your breath. Yeah. That's a huge, huge shift from when you were a child and what you've uh, been able to use as a tool today in your journey is you would tell that little child, just breathe. Yes. Just breathe. Yeah. That's I think beautiful. that's, yeah. That's, that's beautiful. And that's, uh, that's perfect. Now, where do you see yourself in a year from now? I mean, you've been able to create and host a beautiful podcast, Connection Talks. You're a certified yoga teacher. You've overcome depression and anxiety. Uh, where do you see yourself in a year from now? In a year from now, I see myself doing um, a lot of interviews with people live events where people can watch the guest my guest interviews i also i'm also hosting and um yeah i'm hosting a lot of yoga classes i am yeah i think that's that's that so you're going to continue on the journey as far yes. as you can see in a bigger, better way. Isn't that beautiful? And what is your greatest strength and most challenging weakness, Julia? Oh, my greatest strength is my willpower to continue to do the work and to continue to explore and grow and, and my challenging. most challenging yes and my most challenging weakness yes is the negative self-talk that i have inside of my mind which i'm working on now now that i'm conscious and aware of it it will get better that's right because what they say is that the minute that you bring your awareness to something 
you've already changed. You've already shifted. And that is, that is awesome. That is beautiful. Well, you know, and this uh, brings us to the end of the show. Uh, Julia, is there anything that you would like to share if our audience wants to get a hold of you? Where can they find Julia? They can find me on my um, official web page or my official um, Facebook page for Connection Talks. So they will just search Connection Talks podcast on Facebook and they will find me. And they can also um, check out my Anchor site where they can find different links to where they can listen to Connection Talks. So either on Spotify, iTunes or other Google podcasts. That is wonderful. Well, there you have it. Uh, and that brings us uh, to the end of our show today. And I'm Solyndron Buller, your host of Uplifting Humans. And we appreciate you sharing our link to upliftinghumans.com. And we look forward to you tuning in next time. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.